Hello everyone, welcome to like a super late (laughs) edition of Port Misery, sorry about that. Um, My mom came to visit me in Santa Barbara, so she left um, this afternoon and so I finally had time to watch the episode and um, actually sit here and recap it. And you know what, like I was sitting here, I was like, I have no idea what happened this week. Like I watched every single episode, I never fast forward because I promised you guys I wouldn't. And like... I had no idea what was going on. I was like, what the hell is the main storyline this week? And so when I was going back to like scroll through each episode, see who was in everything, I realized there are no main stories. There is no main story this week. Every every freaking story is a straggler story. So this is a straggler story episode. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to GH, a straggler story, because every single story was just flapping around with no anchor to it. There was nothing concrete happening. Everything was happening and nothing was happening. It was amazing. I was like, this is nuts. Okay, let's just jump into it. Let's get into it. So in no particular order, because nothing literally matters, um, Maxi, Austin, Brooklyn, and Chase. So literally... The main point of that storyline is Maxie and Brooklyn are friends. Who knew? I mean, sis is only raising your child, but you're not her friend? Girl, please. What? Okay, let's back up. Let's back up. Let's back up. So, Maxie is, like, sitting with Austin, like, hey, what's up? You know, like, hey... I'm here to see Bobby. I'm here to like be with her because it's a we got a BJ mention. Apparently, it's BJ's birthday or her the day she passed away. I, I I'm not gonna lie, I didn't go back to look, but she wanted to see Bobby. I thought it was a nice mention, especially for history. Um, if you if anybody's interested, you should really go back and watch that storyline. It's super heartbreaking, but it's great. It's a really great storyline, but um. Austin's just really like, oh my god, you almost died? That's amazing. That's so cool. I was like, that's a weird reaction, my guy. But um, they get into a conversation and, you know, it comes up like, you know, how good of friends Brooklyn and Maxie are. And Maxie's just like, no, 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 no. I don't even, I don't fuck with her like that. Like, what? <laughs> Girl, what? <laughs> you are constantly at her house. You are always together. Like, even for the sake of this plan, you can just pretend to be her friend. Like, one, Austin doesn't know you guys like that. So you could just be like, yeah, we're friends. And if anyone asked, like, if, if he had brought that up to anyone and they were like, well, what do you mean? You'd be like, well, haven't you noticed us kicking it a lot? And, like, we met in Lamaze and, you know, yeah, we beefed back then, back then. But, you know, you know, we're adults now. Like, shit happens. But, no, she just went straight to I don't fuck with her. Like, what? Girl, okay. <laughs> okay that was a choice but you know after some like thought and like consideration she was like wait oh I am her friend who knew who knew like honey we all knew like Lulu's in a coma and like so none of that stuff applies at the moment like you can explain yourself when they decide to either bring M. Raylan back bring Julie Marie Berman back or recast the role altogether I don't care either way um, I don't fuck with Lulu like that, but, um, yeah, it doesn't matter, it does not matter, it was so weird, she was like, and then we got a lot of, like, Lulu and Dante forever, so I'm, like, predicting some friction between Maxie and Sam, which is ridiculous, like, girl, where is your loyalty to anyone, like, (laughs) um, whatever, let's move past that, so across town, Chase is meeting up with Brooklyn, who's, like, flipping out over Austin 
even considering that Leo might be on the spectrum for autism because, like, she thinks it's just a ploy to distract their family. I don't really see how that distracts Ned. Like, what, he's just going to give up the CEO? And honestly, if everyone in your family agrees, then, like, you did this for no reason, sis. Like, you faked your pregnancy for no reason. It worked out for Maxie, and I think that you should just lean into that super hard when this comes out. Like, yeah, I shouldn't have done it. I should not have done it. It didn't mean anything, obviously, you know, especially if Valentine stays CEO, then it's going to be like really bad. But like, you know, I shouldn't have done it. But you know what? I don't regret it because I was able to help keep that baby safe. So hashtag no regrets. And I think if she like leans hard into that, you know, she can move past this. But like trying to make this ELQ, ELQ, ELQ thing work. No, honey, no. Move past that. Like get out of here with that. And I think that Chase is really able to give her that perspective because when he lived in the quarter main, so he was like, mm you know, Leo's a really nice kid, but I did notice he's a little shy, and, you know, it doesn't hurt to have a specialist, like, an expert look, and, you know, she's finally able to go talk to Austin, and, you know, but then Maxie immediately is like, hey, Chase, let me tell you every terrible thing that Brooklyn's ever done ever before you showed up to town, so I have no idea where Maxie's loyalties lie, like, I don't know why they're writing Maxie like this, like, it is crazy. It's really crazy to me. It's really crazy. But moving on, let's move past this. We're done with them. We're not going to see them. They didn't even pop up till Thursday. And we're not going to see them on Friday. Um, moving on. So, Pertis. Uh, Pertis. Curtis is going to pop up in someone else's storyline. But let's just do this Pertis moment really quick. Um, so, Portia shows up at the champagne room, and they literally only talk about wine, Hayden, and Jordan. Like, this romance is so blah. Like, it started off really nice, and they were, like, kikiing with each other, and now they're just super boring. I just want them to do better for Portia and Curtis, or at least for Portia. Like, I can honestly care less about Curtis. Um, and we're going to get into why a little bit later, but like Portia does have like a great moment later on in the week on Friday when she's like with Trina and they're having breakfast, they're having breakfast and well, they didn't actually get to have breakfast because Spencer's garbage, but like Trina tells her mom everything that happened and her mom is just like not here for the Cassidines at all. She's just like, um, you and Ava just need to let that go because they're both trash and then she runs into Nicholas and pretty much tells him the same thing. Like, keep your garbage son away from me or my daughter. Like, what the hell? And I love that energy for her. Like, disapprove, honey. Disapprove. You're, she's, spring, is, spring is happening, but, like, I love the pushback. Pushback makes the relationship, like, cuter. But, um, yeah, moving on. That's the only thing we really see from Portia here to talk about Jordan, Hayden, Wine, and, of course, uh, be there for her daughter, which was the best part of her, her, you know, her stint this week. Moving on. Straggler story, which is ridiculous because I think this is one of the two storylines you could have had run all week and we would have been here for it. Um, it's obviously Vanna, RNA, Victor slash theater school scenes. Um, let's get into it. Um, so we have a lot happening, but it literally only happened for like two days. Um, so much happened, like the whole, all the episodes, I think almost most of the episode on Tuesday was dedicated to this. So it was really great to the point where I just didn't want them to keep cutting back to like 
Portia and Curtis drinking wine. I was like, stop that. Like, in that, that's a bad choice. But um, first you have, um, what do you call it? So Victor and theater school are fighting. Like, apparently theater school is supposed to be turning on Drew or something like that. He's like a little robot. Um, and he lost his pen. And so he doesn't have the correct pen. He needs to find a new thing. And he doesn't know what it is. Or he's stalling. I wasn't sure. Because, you know, theater school is a lying-ass bitch. So who knows? But um, by the end, he finds it. And it's like a tarot card. And he's like, you know, get ready, soldier. Or something like that. And, like, Drew's, he's activated. Um, before that, like, Victor locked up Valentin. He just, like, drugged him, I guess, and then threw him in a dungeon with Drew, which, for the life of me, why does they keep throwing people in Drew's cell? Like, <laughs> is there only one cell? I don't understand. Like, he's constantly, he's had several people in that cell with him, and that tiny cell was a child-sized bed, a chair, and the floor. And I'm like, he's had the random sacrificial nurse who, what happened to her? I think she's already gone. Um, we had, uh, Liesl, and now we've had Valentine. Like, everybody's been in the cell. It's so crazy. But, um, they have a huge exposition dump because they have to, like, catch each other up. Like, here's the tea, here's the freaking coffee. Um, that was necessary, but also unnecessary because we've been watching this show. Like, they don't know each other's information, but we know everything. So, oh my god. But they catch themselves up. Valentine, like someone comes down for him, like you gotta go. Victor wants to talk to you, and he goes to talk to Victor. Um, turns out, like I called, and I'm almost never right. So when I was right, I was really excited. Um, Victor is Daddy Cassidyne. So Valentine is a Cassidyne again, and I hope this really ends with Victor and Valentine kicking Nicholas and Ava out of that castle. Not that I don't want Ava to be in the castle, but like I definitely don't want Nick to have it. He's garbage. We'll get to it later. But, um, yeah, Victor is Valentine's dad. He was super funny with it. He was like, you don't remember, but I used to be really nice to you. Um, Helena was the bad one, and Mikos, they were bad. But I was really great. I took you to the zoo, and I brought you a freezy pop that one time. It was great. And Valentine is just like, bro, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, he claims he got him into the WSB, which I was like, ooh, aiming low, I see. Just like, you can't do anything on your own. Cassidines just always have a leg up, you know. Okay. But um Valentine just seems really like irritated with Victor and doesn't seem to believe him. So I don't think until he gets like a straight DNA test on that one is he gonna believe that that's his dad. But I mean I'm here for it. I'm here for him being a true Cassidine. Um when my mom was here, I told her about that. I was like, Yeah, Victor is Valentine's uh, dad. And the first thing she said was like, Oh, so he is a true Cassidine. I was like, I love it. Love it. Like, yeah. Yeah, man. Even though she doesn't watch anymore, she still knows. She still knows what things mean and I like that. Um, but they're key keen, you know, and so let's just stick on Robert and Anna. So Robert just shows up um, out of the blue, which was, you know, great because we all wanted to see Robert. But also, like, where the hell have you been? You just literally popped out of nowhere. Like, hey, I'm here. Like, <laughs> hey, Anna. And, like, quickly, Anna is just like, what the hell, my guy? Aren't you supposed to be, like, the district attorney of Port Charles? Like, what? Like, Sunny came back so everyone can just leave now? Like, Oh, everyone's shift is done. The, like, Don of Port Charles is back and his goons will take over now. Like, what do you mean? Like, 
But Robert's just like, yeah, I don't care about poor Charles. Like, my brother's stepdaughter's baby is missing. Because those are the types of relations on soap operas that warrant the attention of, like, trying to get, you know, getting people involved like that. It's literally, like, my brother's stepdaughter's baby's missing. And so, obviously, I have to get involved. And so, Anna's just like, I don't need your help. I don't need your help. You can just go back to Port Charles. Robert was like, we can work together again. You don't want to work alone. Anna's like, obviously, I'm not working alone. I'm Anna Duvain. I can pull a new man tomorrow. And I have. His name is Valentin. And Robert just immediately goes into judgment mode. Per usual. He doesn't approve of any of her love, her love interest. Now, tr- <laughs> Queen Anna loves a garbage man. That's not a lie. You know, like, she went from Robert to, like, Duke. Um, she dated, like, Noah Drake, who's garbage. Um, and also the, I cannot remember his name, the rock star, but it's the one that Rick Springfield plays too. Um, she was his groupie, which was not a cute look on her. She, she banged Luke Spencer. She was going through it. Um, David Hayward. Ooh, this rough one. I know that Jen loves them though. Um, but you know, David, my God, but you know, who cares? Like if Anna wants to date a garbage man, that's her business. Get out of here, Robert. You were married to Holly for years, for years. And she cheated on you with Luke Spencer. So get out of here. Like, don't be judging this woman. But, um, Valentine's not in his room. Anna's like, this is sus. Sus. I don't trust it. So she goes and talks to, um, the musician guy who was clearly working for Victor, he had the Cassidine tattoo. Um, they, I think the bartender was like, my mom cleaned the room and he wasn't there. Everything was like cleaned up. And she goes and talks to the musician. The musician starts lying through his teeth. Um, she could tell. And he, she just immediately like karate chops him and throws him on the, the table. Like, bitch, tell me the truth. And then Robert's like, oh, you know, he was so like ready to believe this musician. Like, girl, he didn't, she didn't need you, Robert. Like, I am happy you're there because we need Robert on this show. But like this idea that, you know, she was in dire need of anyone's help is garbage. But she completely throws us on the table. They see the Cassidine tattoo. They're like, who are you? Immediately start getting shot at. Just immediately start getting shot at. And so... Anna ends up hitting the guy with, you know, she's shooting back. She hits him. It's Drew. It's Drew. And I'm like, see, he's not even a great shot. He didn't kill anyone and he got himself shot. So he did all this, Victor, for nothing. It's silly. It's silly. But I think we could have watched that all week and I would have been here for it. But, you know, that's all we got because on Friday they thought we needed more Carson. Um, Moving on. Um, Let's stay in Europe. Let's stay in Europe. It's not actually in order anymore, but I'm going to skip down to Sante. So Sante is in Monte Carlo. For the life of me, I have no idea why. I think it's because, like, the Dallas person is in Monte Carlo, but still. Like, what the hell? Okay. Everyone else is in Crete, and they're in Monte Carlo. Like, literally, Drew is in Crete, but they're in Monte Carlo. Okay, cool. They looked great. Um, Sam's ruffles were too much for me, but, like, the rest of her dress looked great. Um, They staged this fight so Dante can get alone with random casino owner lady who they need to talk to. 
Um, Sam goes off with, like, random casino owner lady's date. I don't even know who that man was. He barely had any lines. Like, he was just like, they'll be fine. Um, Dante's a terrible con artist. He's just so bad at it. Um, he just starts going full cop immediately. Just goes zero to cop and interrogates this woman. Like, and to the point where she's like, well, bro, what the hell? Um, here comes Sam trying to, like, fake drunk lockpick into a room. Like, oh, this isn't my room? Like, girl, you just, like, broke into this room. Why are you trying to pretend like you just did that while you were drunk? So, lady is obviously like, um, are you guys trying to rob me? Because you just take the money and go? Because I don't have time for this bullshit. Um, Dante's like, no, 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 let me just be, I'm a humble cop from Bensonhurst. Like, oh my god, Dante, really? Um, and then Lady just immediately is like, um, here's everything I know. I straight faked a plane crash. (laughs) What? (laughs) She just started admitting to, like, international, like, felonies, like, something like that. It has to be something in the world court where you can't be acting like that. You can't be doing that, girl. But she just straight admits it. And then, like, okay, bye, guys. (laughs) Have fun in my hotel. (laughs) Like, what is this storyline? What is this? But, like, yeah, she's just like, here's everything I did. And also, enjoy your stay. Like, <laughs> mini bars comp. Like, because they straight stayed in that hotel for, like, another day and a half. So, I thought they'd be welcome. Like, get out. Like, <laughs> you just faked your way into my room and lied to my face. But also, you know, just pay your bill and leave, I guess. That's your, the date that you chose. But, um... The next day, you know, Dante is, like, calling Rocco. And, like, Sam just got off the phone with, like, her kids. Just, like, illustrate that they're good parents. Unlike, you know, Jason. Which I think is hilarious. Um, always highlight that Jason's a garbage father. But, um... Anna essentially... Oh, yeah. Because Sam mentioned that she never knew Drew. That was a big thing. She never knew him. She knew a version of Jason. And then she held on to that. And, you know... I thought it was a good writing move. Um, I think they should have had her say that in 2018, but that's just me. Um, but the next day, Dante, after getting confirmation from Anna, because she missed the call because she was busy being in her feelings, um, they get confirmation from Anna. Drew's alive. Yay. Um, Dante's pretty much like, I'm not going to move forward unless you tell me that you like me too, because this is stupid. Like, I'm not going to help you go get a new guy back. That's dumb. And, I mean, I respect it, but it's just really funny time that, like, now that you know Drew's alive and he's in Crete, you're like, hey, let's not immediately fly to Crete. Let's sit and talk about us for 20 minutes and then make out for another 20 minutes. That's what's hot. And that's what they do, and then we literally don't see them. <laughs> like, we don't see them the next day. Like, And the next episode is supposed to be Thursday's episode instead of Friday. It ended up airing on Friday. But, like, to be honest, like, the fact that you weren't going to keep going with the Crete storyline is ridiculous that should have been the main one this week but no um (laughs) it's just like broken up into like couple stories and straggler stories it's so silly it's so silly okay let's fly back to Port Charles let's go back to Port Charles so um Nina (laughs) Nina Ooh, <laughs> the whack apology tour continues like this week on general hospital for nina and like there is like twitter controversy going on because like some people are like she deserves to be dragged some people are like she's not getting dragged i don't know what show you guys are watching 
And then some people are like, I don't think she did anything that wrong. And, like, Mike wasn't trying to, like, find out who he was anyway. And, like, I, in my opinion, all three perspectives are correct. Like, they're all correct. It's like, yes, she deserves to be dragged by, you know, whoever wants to drag her. Um, no, I don't think she's getting that much pushback from, like, the people who really matter in her life. I think everybody in her life who's really down for her, Curtis, Britt, you know, Maxie, I think they're all kind of like, eh, you did what you did. I've done some shit, too. Like, whatever. Which, you know, 100%. 100%, whatever. Um, and I think the people who were genuinely close to Sunny, Carly, Joss, Michael, you know, they've been upset, and that makes sense to me. And at the same time, I think that it's very, very true that, like, Mike did almost nothing to find out who he was up until the point where, like, he had Jasper Jack standing in his face being like, I can tell you who you are right now. And he was just like, shut up. I don't want to know. I just want to be with Nina. So, I mean, they're all true. And, like, someone was like, well, I hope this never happens to your family. And, like, Matt Hamby was so funny. He was just like, yeah, if my dad ever tries to murder someone and, like, falls in a lake and, <laughs> like, gets amnesia, then, you know, like, Anna Wintour tries to marry him, like, I'll let you know. Like, it's so silly. Like, come on, everyone. Like, it's Sonny Corinthos. It's really hard to feel bad for him or anyone in his orbit because they're literally the garbage people in this town. They're mobsters. <laughs> like, they're mobsters, but you know, I'm I'm a Carson Stan. I like I said, I think Nina's stupid and garbage, but you know, every perspective on this one is correct. It's really hard to have an argument with anyone. I think that if you're mad at Nina, then be mad at Nina. If you're not mad at Nina, then don't be mad at her. And if you think this is Sunny's fault, that's correct too. Like that's honestly how I feel. But let's move past that. Um she goes to the champagne room to talk to Curtis and um Curtis is team Nina <laughs> he's like yeah girl I don't think you did anything you know too bad you didn't want to hurt anybody and that's what counts even though Curtis Ashford straight left his wife because he's champion of truth you know he just understands Nina because you know that's his thing um <laughs> if it's like some blonde lady doing it then he just really understands why she needed to do that but if it was Jordan he, she should have done better okay okay make it make sense Curtis whatever I mean Portia you better keep on your p's and q's because he's got real high standards for people who aren't Nina Reeves or Hayden Barnes um moving on um Milo show up after Joss tells them about what Nina did and you know Michael's really pissed but like Willow's out here like I don't know I mean Nina only tried to torture me for a year and a half before we even got together and six Shiloh on me when started a whole chain of events that affected a bunch of other people before this shit even fucking happened but I think we should give her the benefit of the doubt I'm fucking Willow I hate Willow so much. I'm sorry. Um, I know her fans are really dedicated and loyal to her. And, like, I'm never trying to come at you guys and, like, love who you love, you know. But for me, I'm just like, girl, really? <laughs> really? This is how you feel about Nina? Like, at this point, I would have preferred if they had made her her mother. Like, I would have liked that more. But, you know, Michael shows up. He he says what she has to, he has to say. She doesn't even say anything because Curtis is just like, I think that Wiley needs this crazy woman in his life. Like, I, she, he really doesn't. If anything, he needs half of his grandma. He needs both of his grandmothers out of his freaking life. But, you know, that's just me. 
Um, definitely doesn't need Nina. Could live his whole life without her, but you know, whatever. He needs her. Great, Curtis. Go drink some more wine. Okay. Moving on. Um, later on during the week, cause um, we don't see her after that. <laughs> like I said, straggler story week. It was so weird. Um, later on on Friday, she pops up and she talks to Britt, who's kind of like um. You got my mom involved because you didn't want to get the cops involved because then they'd find out about Sonny and that's the truth. Like, if you called the PCPD, they would know who that man was and then you would be caught. So, don't play these games. Like, I see you. We're Westborns. We're not good people. And so, like, I kind of like that moment. I didn't need Brit to, like, go off on her and not be Team Nina or whatever. You know, that's her cousin. So, yeah, be on her side. Take her help. But also be like, girl, I see you. I see what you've done. I know who you are. Love that about that. Um, then she goes to Kelly's, which I don't know why you're going there, girl. The Spencers own that. But goes to Kelly's and then gets read by Joss. Um, I actually really liked it because she had like a two-prong attack. It wasn't just what happened to Sunny and her mom it was also that she straight lied to Jax's face after the man got shot trying to save her and so I really appreciated it a lot of people making excellent points on Twitter brought up that like there were a lot of other people who could have read Nina like Christina or Dante or people who had really beautiful reactions to him returning um, I hope we get to see it, you know? I hope that they filmed something with Lexi Ainsworth going off on, you know, Nina before, you know, she went back to her yoga empire because she is really into yoga. I know she has a yoga studio in L.A., so, you know, it's not necessarily that they're just not writing for Christina. It might be that they don't want to recast Christina and, like, Lexi Ainsworth just isn't as available as she used to be because I know she's really into yoga, um, but I do hope they film those scenes and Dante's coming back. And, you know, if Nina ever needs to call him within the next six months, I expect a read coming from him, um, about, you know, him, Rocco, everything. And so I, I expect those to be coming, but I did like that, you know, she wasn't just like my mom. It was like my dad, you straight lied to my dad. He was trying to get you back. He got into a whole ass fight with my mom over you and Michael and all that stuff. And like, you're, this is what you do. Like you're garbage. Your garbage woman, take this garbage uh, diary. Some people were like, the pages were blank. Like, well, I mean, they could have wrote some scribbles in them, but who cares? Like, I care. <laughs> like, she really just handed her, like, a folder. She was like, here's the, like, the sleeve the journal was in. It wasn't really like, here's, like, my thoughts or whatever. She kind of, like, pulled all the paper out. So, you know, I think it was, like, a personalized journal, and that's why she didn't want it. Like, you know, I liked the moment. But um, that's pretty much Nina. Ugh, Nina. Um, so, final, there's only two more left. For the first time this year, Miss Carly found herself in a straggler story. Because she's usually in one of the main stories. It's usually like a Jarly story or like something to do with the mob. Or, you know, she's found her way into a main story for some reason. But like Carson was really straggler this week. Um, they start on Monday and essentially like Harley confronts Sonny about Nina. Like, why don't you tell me about this? And he literally bangs her to get her to stop talking about this. <laughs> like, he was like, I don't want to talk. Let's move past this. Like, let's just move forward. I'm Sonny. I'm the new Sonny. Let's have sex. And like, 
bangs her to move past it because he doesn't want to have to admit that he felt the same way that she did that they fell in love essentially and I think that's what the big controversy is is that like is there a difference between Mike and Sonny and the answer is no like like I think I said this last week like he did not forget being Mike he remembered being Sonny and so like those feelings didn't go away unfortunately and so he doesn't want to have to talk about them he don't want to deal with them um and he literally bangs Sonny or bangs Sonny he bangs Carly to get her to shut up and so we don't see them again until Friday and Carly is like having a friggin' orgasm over this coffee for the second time it's the second time we've had like a Carly enjoying her coffee fucking thing do have her yell at someone I know that some of y'all are like I don't want to say it but like I love when she's righteously yelling at someone for me just me personally that's what I prefer to see rather than her just having like an orgasm over a coffee like it's an herbal essence commercial in the early 2000s like I don't need that but um they're having a coffee here comes Phyllis hey (laughs) I'm back (laughs) I'm back from Nixon Falls with this box of not burned up flannels that doesn't make any sense because Sunny lived over the tano that got burned up. So how did all these flannels make it? How did the flannels make it? But whatever. Okay, cool. Um, she brings the flannel. She brings the cowboy hat. Um, Carly's like, mm, this is cute, but it's also weird AF. I'm going to leave. Um, she goes to the Metro court. Phyllis is immediately like, I'm team Nina and I never stop being team Nina. What about you? Are you happy in this relationship? Think about your whole life. Like, girl, are you serious? I was going to bring you pictures of Nina, but I didn't. I thought it would be rude. Yeah, it'd probably be rude to bring pictures of Nina and Sunny to the man's wife's house. What the hell? (laughs) Oh my God, Phyllis. Phyllis, what a mess. It's just weird that she's like, yeah, Nina was there for us. You know, she hung out with us that one time at the hoedown. And that's why we got to hold on to this relationship. I still I still believe in you and Nina. Divorce your wife. Like, what the hell? Oh, I hate this show so much. But she's making Sunny think like, oh, my time is Mike. It's, oh, I'm fighting it. Like, okay, great. Great, great, great. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Cool um moving on let's go to the metro court so um you know what no let's we're done with Carson for a second because Carly detached herself from that storyline and she fell into another one which I honestly when I started writing this I was like okay well obviously the main storyline is Spencer and Dollar Tree Nell's downfall and like uh Nava Risen but no because they were only over two days They were only on for two days. They were on on Monday and they were on on Friday. And so straggler, once again, a straggler story. And so let's get into it. Um, Monday, we pick up where we left off on last Friday with um, Nicholas is reading the shit out of Spencer, um, taking it way too far because like he's really making this about him not being able to be with Ava instead of like the fact that your son is acting like a straight sociopath like that's the real issue like why is this how you express your freaking emotions my son like what the hell this is not the way but you know it's like Ava said because this is how you express your emotions this is what you do you just run around getting party city masks and stabbing people fake like fake stabbing people that that's what you do you fake your death you're hella dramatic and so so is he and that's what's going down. But 
being super dramatic, he just throws freaking Spencer out. He just throws Spencer out and then, like, bangs Abel on the couch. <laughs> just, like, bangs Abel on the couch. You know, I win. <laughs> I'm Nicholas. <laughs> I get the castle and the girl. Fuck my son. Um, ugh, Nicholas. And so Spencer and Dollar Tree Nell are out. And, like, here comes Joss, Cam, and Trina to just gloat. Like, ah, we won. And Dollar Tree Nell's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> They're just like, we know it was you. Well, not Cameron. We'll get into that. But Spring, uh, Trina and Joss um, just know it was Dollar Tree Nell. They're like, yeah, you made him do it and you got caught because you're stupid. And here comes Spencer. Spencer and Trina are having such a cute moment. And here comes Dollar Tree now. Hey, I'm here. Oh, my God. I hate this girl so much. She's very cute, you know. And this is nothing to the actors always. It's always just the characters. Um, But she's just like, I'm here and I'm the only person you need. And so we literally do not see them again until Friday. <laughs> And so on Friday, like, here's freaking Dollar Tree now, like, naked in the bed. And I wrote this on Twitter, like, did they, like, bang immediately after? And then he woke up feeling, like, salty that she, like, sicked Sunny on Nicholas. Like, you don't, don't bang her and then be like, why'd you try to have my uncle kill my father? Like, <laughs> lead with that. But, I mean, it is on brand for a 19-year-old, so I understand, but still. And then she just bamboozles her way out of that. And he, she tries to get him to turn on Cameron and, and Joss, and that doesn't work. And so then she just immediately starts going for Joss, She's, or for Cameron. She's like, Cameron, I need you. And so some people are predicting that she might try and, like, steal Cameron away. You know, she, mm, you know, she might legitimately fall for Cameron. I can see her simping, you know, the same way that Spencer is simping for Trina, essentially. Like, oh... Let me essentially just become a good, better person through this person because they're a good person. Like, I could see that. But um, that leaves Joss out in the cold. And, like, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I'm, We have an odd number of teens once more. So I don't know how I feel. But whatever. Moving on. Um, Nicholas is just like, I win. I win. Like running through Friday's episode just being like I have everything I want fuck my son and Ava is just really side-eyeing him the whole time like I'm really happy we're back together too but this is eerily the way I felt right before my daughter was brutally murdered and I'm trying to warn you not to do that and Nicholas is just such an idiot he's just like no Spencer gotta learn these lessons like he's gotta stand on his own two feet because Nicholas is so famous for doing that. Like, my guy, you have literally had a silver spoon in your mouth your whole freaking life. You were raised by a crazy princess lady. You were raised a prince. You were given castles and, like, diamonds and all that stuff. What are you talking about? Like, ugh, Nicholas. But, um, after Trina, you know, has lunch with her mom, she goes to Ava and so she shows up at Windermere and Ava, you know, is telling her, like, girl, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad that, you know, you lied for Spencer. And also, like, if you're trying to, like, date Spencer, don't feel bad about that. Because I feel that, you know, that what happened between me and Spencer, between me and Spencer, um, that's not between you and Spencer. Like, you have your own things with him. And if you make up for those things, then, you know, you do you, girl. You do you. Which is a real friend. That's a friend move. That's a real friend move right there. I like that. 
Um, but that's, oh, wait, hold on. Um, that's Trina. Spencer, right before he shows up, because I was about to get to that, right before he shows up, he, he learns that his dad cut off his credit card, which is hilarious. His dad was like, you gotta get out. (laughs) You can't spend my money. Isn't some of that his? Like, didn't he put the money in Spencer's name from the Hayden thing? Like, I'm more than confident that all that money is Spencer's, but maybe he can't get access to it until he's older. But, like, Nicholas definitely made sure that Jason put the money in Spencer's name so Hayden couldn't have it. And so, mm, writers, I have a long memory, just to let you know. But apparently Spencer's broke, and he tries to get Brit to let him move in. And then Carly, like, appears out of nowhere, like a freaking apparition. Like, wow, no. And I don't know why. Like, why do you care? As long as your hotel bill is getting paid, I don't understand why you care how many people are in a hotel room. Like, that's weird, girl. Like, what did Spencer do to you? I mean, I get that it's about the Avery thing and she's really close to Avery too. She's not feeling that, but like, I didn't think it was necessary. That's just my opinion. Other people might have other opinions. Um, but he's, Britt is like, my advice is go talk to your dad. You shouldn't have done it. You had like everybody blaming me for a second. You know, you had the nerves act all offended that your dad will blame you. You were actually doing it. And so she's just like, go talk to your dad. And so he goes to do that. Of course, his dad's not there because he's been he's busy getting read by Portia. Um, but Trina and Ava are there and like Trina and Spencer lock eyes and it's super cute. And so that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most next week. Um, everything else looked whatever. I mean, there is like a Sunny Brando scene. I'm like, is Sunny trying to get Brando to be in the mob? What the hell? But um, that's pretty much all that happened this week. Like, I swear they were all straggler stories. Like, every single story was a straggler story. There was no cohesive thread that tied one story or anchored one story to the whole week. It was just, like, fucking dealer's choice. Like, the writers, like, shook up a bag and were like, who are we dealing with this week? Anna and Robert, they're in Crete. We also drew Valentine and Victor in theater school. They're also in Crete. Oh, Sam and Dante. Let's throw them in Monte Carlo. Like Carson. Like coffee. Like it was so sporadic and random. Um, There was no Jason this week. I guess this might have been the week he was out because of COVID. I know he tested positive for COVID. So maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's what happened because Steve Burton had to be pulled. Like they had to sort of like throw it through a wrench in the shooting schedule. I don't know. Um, There was also a mistake. I noticed when like Sonny offered Phyllis coffee, he was like, I'll give you a whole pound of it. Like one pound of coffee is literally one bag of coffee. That's not a lot. Like, you have a coffee empire. It's a fake coffee empire. You've got, like, in where, you know, like, warehouses full of it. Like, I think it was a mistake, but you could have refilmed that, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much all that happened. Um, thank you for listening. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, as always, I gift the episode every day, whether we need it or not. Um, but you can do so at port underscore misery um, on Twitter. And as always, have a great week.